backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and my colleagues, Sarah and Gina from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 702, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Yes, you heard me correctly, listeners. Stephanie is back, and she's Yay. going to maybe share some mommy news. Yeah, so I'm back from having um, a boy. It was a surprise. We didn't know if it was going to be a girl or a boy. Um, and I actually was genuinely surprised. I kind of thought it was a girl with all the morning sickness I had, um, but it was a boy. So his name is Augustus and um, Teddy, my three-year-old, cannot say Augustus. So he says Augustus. <laughs> Oh, um, I love it. So one of his nicknames is Gus Gus, and then um, we mainly call him Augie. So yeah, we are super excited to welcome into the, him into this world. He's so, so cuddly. Oh my Aww. goodness, I just forget how cuddly they are at this age. All he wants to do, like at our last agency meeting, <laughs> um, he just he just sat there and like laid on my chest the whole entire time and didn't make a peep. It was precious. I'm loving every second of cuddles. I love the nickname Gus Gus. Yeah. Just because it reminds me of Cinderella. I know that's what Kaylee said. Uh-huh. But we already did the Cinderella theme for a Halloween, and Teddy was Gus Gus. Oh, so. no. Aww. Aww. Damn it. that one already. <laughs> but now we have an actual Gus Gus. Well, you could always dress him up as Jack-Jack this year, do the Incredibles. No, I could. That's true. Good, good theme. I like good theme. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so today we're going to be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you are looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Just text us. We have Gina, Sarah, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. And I just have to throw in this in. Joey, thank you so much for covering for me for the last <laughs> two weeks. I did listen and he has a great voice. I he know. sounds wonderful. That's what when my friends, uh, they're like, he needs to go into radio. And yes. I, and so, yeah, he had a fun time with Sarah because he's like, oh, Sarah's on today. So like Sarah's his, his new friend. Oh, and really? like, they had so much in, they had so much in common. I feel so honored. I know we were getting all excited and geeky about Star Wars stuff. <laughs> well, it was fun because I actually was sitting there quietly for a while and I was like, this is really fun. They're just really enjoying themselves. Like I'm not even here. But, yeah, yeah, I liked last week because it was it was like a bunch of friends because it was Brandy and I and Vicky and Kaylee and that was fun. Yeah, it was. But yeah, we did miss you. But Joey was uh, Joey was making sure that stuff was okay and the baby was okay. Aww. He did a great job. No, he was. He's awesome. He came out here today to ask. He said, 
are we still on or do we have a baby problem? <laughs> and I said, we're still on. First, the first week I was quarantined with the baby because Teddy oh, was Oh, that's there. right. So Keith had the other two and I had the baby, so there's no getting away. And then the second week, it was, it was getting used to being a family of five because we hadn't done that the week before. So right. now I'm back. Good deal. We're glad to have you back. Thank you. Sadly, I have to start with the sad news, but I didn't want to, I always feel like I give that away. So I'm going to not give it away and tell you that, um, and if you're younger than me, probably you don't know unless your parents watched these, the old Disney shows, but Tim Consendine, um passed away this week and he's a huge part of Disney history. He was a star in The Shaggy Dog, The Mickey Mouse Club, and The Adventures of Spin and Marty. He also was a part of the TV show, My Three Sons, but I don't feel like there's a Disney connection there. I just felt like I needed to do that for the listeners in case they could make a, a connection. But he passed away um, Friday on March 4th at his home and he was 81. They didn't say that anything caused his death. So he was 81. So I'm assuming it was because he was older. Oh, um, he was named a Disney legend and huge honor given to individuals in recognition of extraordinary contributions that they give to the Walt Disney Company. That was in 2006. And Bob Iger wrote on Twitter yesterday, I am saddened by this news. I enjoyed my interaction with Tim over the years and I was a big fan of Spin and Marty, rest in peace. And I just want to extend our condolences from the Mousecapades family to Tim's family as well. He was, um, I remember watching him on the original Shaggy Dog with my mom, the Mickey Mouse Club and Adventures of Spin and Marty, which um, has a special place for me because that was one of my dad's favorite shows, Adventures of Spin and Marty. I mean, obviously I'm young, but I remember him on the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Because I watched all those old ones growing up. That was kind of sad. There was a lot of um, famous people passed away again this week. It feels like they come in like six and seven and then we go on to something else. Well, like this month, I feel like almost every show it's been and. Yeah. Ooh, so sad. Um, Changing directions. Former Walt Disney Imagineer Joe Rohde is a recipient of one of the first ever uh, conservation legacy awards by the Disney Conservation Fund. Here's a direct quote from Instagram from the Walt Disney Imagineers. Today, former Imagineer Joe Rohde was announced as a recipient of one of the first ever conservation legacy awards by the Disney Conservation Fund. He's been recognized for going above and beyond to support wildlife and nature conservation through his work and his unique contributions to global conservation efforts through creative and imagination have made him more than deserving of this recognition. We are beyond thrilled for Joe to be receiving this award and know it is highly deserved. Joe Rohde retired from Disney last year and he's now working for Virgin Galactic. It's an aerospace company that manufactures air and space vehicles and seeks to provide space flight to private individuals and researchers. Is that what Nick was talking about? I was going to say our travel agency. So listeners, if you're out there, our travel agency is looking into this. They're going to supposedly have flights to space and we may be able to book that for you. Oh my goodness. But we may be able to do that. But in the near future, it wasn't right. like it was that far off. Like, I think it was 2024. Yeah, it wasn't too, too far off. And because in fact, Nick was setting it up to where he could be on one of those. Yes, he was. I think that's neat. I wouldn't want to do it, but I think that's cool. Yeah, well, I don't want to do it either. <laughs> Definitely a once in a lifetime experience. 
I'll watch yeah. Nick do it. Right, same. <laughs> so I want to throw this in there. If you're not familiar with who Joe Rohde is, he was basically the Imagineer and creative lead designer for Animal Kingdom. Yes. The entire park. And um, also Alani. Alani, I was going to say. Yeah. Because you can see the two resorts, Alani and Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. The inspiration in them is very similar. The big grand um, resorts. Yeah. Uh-huh. He definitely deserves an award then because those are so well, well done. N- not the Animal Kingdom Lodge, but the Animal Kingdom, the park. Well, that's a, that's my favorite park yeah. <laughs> as far as the theming and everything It's beautiful. Goes. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I know he was in on the Alani, though, because I saw a video on yeah, it. Yeah, he was for sure. And he took some of the um, inspiration, I think, from the Animal Kingdom Lodge was is what oh, I was gotcha, talking gotcha, about. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, Because if you look at it um, this weekend when I was at scrapbook camp, um, I sound like such a dork. But anyway, when I was scrapbooking, this lady was doing pictures. She was demo- demonstrating pictures from Alani and showing different things that you could do. And I was like, that looks like Animal Kingdom. And then she said, this is Alani. And I was like... It does. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm still giggling, you saying, when I was at Scrapbook Camp. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, it's way different than when I started out. I was in a cabin with bunk beds, and I was at the Drury this weekend, girl, so don't feel too sorry for me. <laughs> you just talked about that hotel. I know. Well, I can, t- I can speak to that highly. Um, my cousins always recommended it. The breakfast was like seriously as good as one of the good breakfasts for Disney. And their snack dinner was pulled pork and baked beans and hot dogs was one night. And then the next night was chicken Alfredo. And, and those are included? That, yeah. And you also wow. get two free drinks a night. From five to seven, you get a card and they give it to you. You can go get two free drinks as long oh. as they have the stuff to make them. Um, the line for wow. that was always so long. I didn't, I just, that's not what I was, if I would have done that, I wouldn't have been scrapping and I've been sleeping. <laughs> Dina knows all about that. I was just thinking that day in Epcot, <laughs> you were waiting for us to come back. You guys are over by Starbucks napping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm moving back into some more sad news. Tony Walton, an Oscar and Tony Award-winning production and costume designer, he was most famous for his work on Mary Poppins. All That Jazz and Guys and Dolls has passed away. He was 87. There's a theme here. <laughs> I know. I'm not trying to be mean or nothing, but there's a theme. Walton was born October 24th, 1934 in Walton-on-Thames, England, and began his career on Broadway. He had a life-changing encounter with Walt Disney backstage during his run with Camelot, which led to his hiring as a costume designer, set designer, and visual consultant for the Ionic Mary Poppins. After offering Julie Andrews the lead role, Walton and Andrews were childhood sweethearts. Uh, They fell in love in their teens and married in 1959. Tony is survived by his first wife, Julie Andrews, second wife, author, Jen Leroy Walton, daughters, Emma Walton Hamilton, and Bridget Leroy, and five grandchildren. So apparently he had a good relationship with Julie Andrews, even to the end. That's nice. It is nice. You don't hear that a lot. Mm -mm. 
the award-winning stage show Mickey and the Magician that began in 2016 at Disneyland Paris will be returning to the Animagic Theater on April 23rd. Great day! It's my birthday! Um, maybe I can go. No, just kidding. <laughs> so this April 23rd, 2022, the show has been shut down since March of 2020 due to the pandemic. Here is how the magic of the show all began. The creators drew inspiration from the great illusionist Georges Méliès and the famous magician Robert Houdin. It is not a traditional magic show, though. The illusions will form the basis of this brand new story. Disneyland Paris has called on the acclaimed magician Paul Keeve to create these illusions. So good job, Paul. He became fascinated with magic when he was 10 years old and was always inventing ideas in his head. One of the great things about working on Mickey and the Magician is that I can bring some of these ideas into reality. So that's awesome. Whenever you get to do what you love to do, yeah, no kidding. Good for you. <laughs> Living with the Land is celebrating the 2022 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival with special edible flower gardens and topiaries. We talked about this last week that it had started on March the 4th and Living with the Land is always changing to incorporate the seasonal items, even if Epcot isn't hosting a festival, which is why I think we all love Living with the Land so much. So at the beginning of the greenhouse, they um, have, on the right, they have some pineapples and some water chestnuts because I don't think that I know this is stupid. You guys are going to think I'm stupid. I don't think of those as plants. I <laughs> think of them as food. And so I, it made sense. And I was looking at this like, what a great idea. So they have some pineapples at the beginning and then they have some water chestnuts because you do eat those. Those are edible flowers. Ah. Vicky, it makes me think of when we were traveling this weekend, there were billboards. Um, Did you eat today? Thank a farmer. <laughs> so now think of that billboard every time yeah it's hilarious. every time you eat <laughs> well so there were signs throughout there's signs throughout the whole ride now that say edible flowers just specifically for the flower and garden festival because we don't realize and i know that when we were on our girls trip with gina she wasn't with us at the moment but kaylee had an adult beverage that had an edible flower in it and it just was so fragrant you just don't think about that stuff. So I think it's cool that they are pointing it out in the Living with the Land. There's also a small Mickey topiary next to a stream of potted plants. And of course, everything looks just gorgeous because let's face it, Disney made it. I mean, it, the, everything, I think colors just always seem like somebody painted them on those flowers. I think it's so crazy. There's um, a fountain and a green archway right after you leave the fish tunnel. And then across from it, there is a large, and I mean a huge, it, it normally is just um, like a metal world that they have inside there, but it's decorated as a Mickey topiary right now. And um, I don't know, living with the land is always great at sharing their beauty. And I just think it's awesome that they're tying in the festival inside the building as well as out. So cool. Makes me want to go right now. I know. I know. We all want to go. Speaking of um, festivals, we've got the Sip and Savor Pass that's returning to Disney's California Adventure for their food and wine festival. The Sip and Savor Pass is a lanyard and it allows guests to sample foods from the festival and it helps them save a little bit of money. It costs $52 for, sorry, let me enunciate that a little better, $52 for Magic Key Holders which um, as we know, those are the annual pass holders. That's what we used to call them at least. Now they're called magic key holders because it sounds way more fancy. Um, and then it's $57 for day guests. So anybody else who doesn't have those passes, it's 57 for them. 
The pass has eight pull-off tabs, and guests can use those for almost every treat, with the exception of alcoholic beverages and souvenirs. The lanyard comes with a list of booths that are participating. The Food and Wine Festival runs from March 4th to April 26th. I wonder if Walt Disney World will come out with that for Food and Wine Festival. I think it would be worth it. I would do it. I thought they did. Did they? Oh, maybe it's for... Well, they have those, like, you can buy the little gift cards. Right. That, don't they have, like, a wrist thing on? I don't know. I think it's a lanyard because I think that's what I saw in the vlog. Um, they get so many for that pass. And then if they use it all, they can get another pass, but it's still cheaper. I, th- I feel like Tim the Tracker was using one of those. Totally smart to do. I mean, that's like $7 a snack, right? Right. And we know those snacks are nice sized. But there's a shorter, I think I say that every year, but I forget how much shorter their food and wine festival is next to Disney World. With the long-awaited return of Soarin' Over California for the 2022 Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, the attraction sign in Grizzly Peak Airfield has finally been installed to reflect the film change. The second sign change from around the world to Over California for the duration of this year's Food and Wine Festival. We know that guests are excited because the feel that Soarin' Over California is the film that should stay there. And I kind of agree with that. Um, we'll see if Disney listens to them or not. Um, as of right now, Soarin' Around the World is set to return on April 27th. I I do. I agree with them. I do too. I understand that it could get an update or something because you know technology and everything, but it was their, I don't know, it's their iconic thing. It's kind of like their carousel of progress. Right. I feel like well and they're they're two different things I mean there's a lot of things that are different at Disneyland than there are at Disney World so why not that be different I don't know you wonder what they're thinking sometimes I don't know it's a good homage to where they are and it's a locals park so it makes sense exactly the first rounds of reviews from guests about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser came out this week. Before we share some of the reviews, we want to tell you that before the first cruise happened, all the voyages for March and April were booked. After the first cruise completed, there are four dates available in March, there are nine dates available in April, and three more dates opened up in May, which now makes seven dates open for May cruises. We find all of these cancellations interesting because the reviews from most of the guests were positive. Um, so here are some things that guests would like to see corrected without spoiling anything for our listeners. So number one, the entry to the resort looks like a backstage area that Disney threw together, not prepared to bring guests by for years. <laughs> As you continue towards the entrance, it doesn't have a beautiful view or a thematic view to prepare you for the galaxy ahead. It is just mediocre. I wonder if there's a purpose to that. Or did they just rush it? <laughs> Well, that's what I was wondering if it was rushed. We'll get to that later. We're going to put it on our to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When Disney, so number two, when Disney says that you can't board until one, they mean one, 1 p.m. Guests that arrived at 12.15 were encouraged to go to Disney Springs until closer to the disembarkation time. Um, So that is good to know. Now that makes sense though, because they do that for cruises too right now. Mm -hmm. You have to come at your time. You can't come before. Well, and I think it's confusing because it's 
technically are like a hotel. Right. So they're just thinking, oh, you know, like Disney, you just drop your stuff off and go explore. Mm-hmm. And when your room's ready, they let you in. But not it's, the case. it's not. This is more like a cruise. Yeah. Literally. So number three, personal smartphones aren't working on the Star Cruiser. So you are forced to use the devices Disney has for you to borrow. What? Why wouldn't they work? There again, just another cruise, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They want you using their devices because they're linked up. And I think that so many devices are linked up. They didn't say you couldn't call out on your phone because we had all those vloggers taking vlogs. But what I think happened was it wasn't allowing the phone to interact because it had to interact to do the whole experience itself. At least the videos I saw, Mm. that's what they were saying. Um, So number four. Disney is right. You can engulf yourselves as much as you would like in the experience, but to feel a part of it, it is best for guests to go all in um, to get that really, in, you know, that you're a part of it feeling. Number five, cocktails are an added cost on the Star Cruiser, and the food is just okay. <laughs> what a bummer. I know. That is a bummer. The food should be fantastic and if you're paying that much money you should be able to drink what you want i will say i have spoiled this for myself and i've watched videos and we will keep going we've got some things ahead um that are good but i wanted to go back to the entrance okay now it's been a, a lot of things have happened since i watched the video but you get in and you're going up to the star cruiser right yes so maybe it, it it was downplayed on purpose? I don't know. The person I was watching, they brought them in. So it's supposed to be like you're going on a cruise or mm-hmm. um, a galactic vehicle or whatever. They brought them in and they could see the side of the thing that looked like a hotel. And they just thought that Disney could have themed it better to where- Oh, I see what you're saying. You were going into a space situation. They literally had, what are those? I can't think of those metal things they're called that people are building houses out of those big metal shipping like containers. Like shipping containers? Yes, exactly. They had them stacked on top of each other and it with Star Cruiser this way and an arrow pointed at a couple of the pictures that they were showing and they were like, did we run out of money? Did we think we could just <laughs> save some money? But they just felt like it was, eh. Just sounds like Disney was in a hurry to get it done so they could open and just didn't, that was a minor detail that they left out. Maybe they'll add it later. Yeah. So here are some good things that they had to say, but I'm not going to tell you there was a more than this on the list. It's just that if I tell you, it's going to spoil it for somebody that may be lucky enough to go on. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, somebody said that the music, or a few of the people said the music was done right. Like they felt like Disney knew exactly where to put the music, which is good because for my family, especially music makes everything. And so that would have been the thing that my family would have been critiquing for sure. The rooms are not as small as they appear. Now, I did hear somebody else say opposite of that, but most of the people were like, it was pretty cool. You, It felt like you were in the experience and that's what you wanted. I still want to see an adult get in one of those bunk beds and I haven't seen it in a video. <laughs> I have not seen that yet. I was hoping that when Kyle went on there that he would jump in there because, I mean, he's like 5'7 or something. That's just to see if I could fit. But anyway, we'll see. Because they still look really small to me. They do. They do. The casting characters are the highlight of the experience. They said by far that they make it like they prep them. So, and you guys know, just like Mary Poppins isn't when she's on and Alice in Wonderland. So they've spent all this time making themselves. I think they almost believe they're that person at that point. And so that was good to hear. 
And they said, if you wanted some good food to go to the sublight lounge, which is really sad because that's just the bar. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not like the restaurant. And so, you know, when Sarah said that the food was just okay, they said that they went to the bar to get some good food. Um, and one of the things I read, there's several other things, like I said, but I don't want to spoil them. So if you are listening and you are going to go on the Star Cruise or please reach out to us, we would love to do a trip report. Because as far as I know, the four of us are not going on the Star Cruiser anytime soon. And um, I would love to hear about it firsthand from somebody rather than just vlogs. Not that that's not firsthand. But I will say that some speculators, this is rumor people speculating kind of thing, said that they think after the first year is over, they're going to have to open this up almost as a day experience for people Mm. to come and go. Um or as a regular hotel, because they feel like the novelty will, if this is not something that's going to continue for years and years to come. Now, I don't think at that price point. Yeah. Uh-uh. Once you've done it, I think you check it off your list. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's something you continue to do. Right. It's not going to be like, our, like you know, we all have specific resorts that we go back to. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like that. Yeah. Not unless you're Rockefeller. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I wonder if that Sublight Lounge, like they're saying that had the best food because all the other food was so incredibly unique that maybe some people's taste buds just weren't happy about the uniqueness. One of the um, reviews said that, why do we think that food that is not from our planet is Asian in um, (laughs) character? And that's possible stuff because if people don't like Asian food, maybe that's why they're not enjoying. Interesting. And somebody said that they thought they were making the food for people with, on a specific diet with no salt because they didn't feel like the food had flavor, which is always interesting to me. I hear that about Disney food a lot, that they play to a very bland diet or something. Like a bland palate in a way. Like when they say something spicy, it's not really spicy because they want it to appeal to more people. Does that make sense? So- No, yeah, I know what you're um, saying. It's possible that, I mean, all these things are possible, but I'm thinking about like the food at Galaxy's Edge, how it's all stuff you know, it's just in a different shape, (laughs) you know? Right. But I really liked like the Ronto wrap that I had when we were there, but the other stuff was kind of, it was okay, but not, I mean, like I don't have to have it the next time we, next time we go. Um, So I wonder if it's sort of the same thing different shaped foods that we already know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're going on the Galactic Star Cruiser, you probably might want a souvenir or something to help you remember your voyage. Um, And so you can purchase a Chandrilla Starline Disney gift card for a minimum of $15 for your Star Wars fans. Um, It comes in this sleek black paper package with a Chandrilla Starline logo on it. The card is lined with silver and designed with orange in the top left and bottom right corners along with a Chandrilla Starline logo and abbreviation wordmark. The gift card's available to those setting sail on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser via the Chandrilla Collection. So I guess that's the extent of the souvenirs you can get is a fancy gift card. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had clothes and stuff. Okay. They were, um, everything they showed was, 
I'm not sure I would wear out in public unless I was going to be in a Star Wars event because they were specific to Star Wars. Huh. But that's kind of neat. Like, you know, just like, you know, kids getting a costume or something, you wear it for a special occasion. <laughs> so you could wear it <laughs> while you're there. Maybe if you wanted to be a little more themed, you can go into the souvenir shop and get your Star Wars gear. You can wear it to school. We'll see it in the public there. Somebody will have something on. <laughs> I'm guessing you can you can only access this gift shop if you're staying there, though. Yeah, they said at this point it's not on Shop Disney. But again, I feel like after so long... They're going to have to open it up. They're going to have to put it on Shop Disney to make a profit. So my question is, can you only use this gift card there? That's or... how it made it sound, okay. but I don't know that for sure. It's like you can use a Disney gift card at right anywhere that's disney so so do you guys think that once the novelty wears off on this that and there's not a lot of more people booking that they're gonna have huge like weights in between people booking like a lot of it's gonna be available i i feel like something's gonna happen it's so in such a specific little niche of appeal you know appeal to people that are star wars fans i don't know how they're gonna, you know, keep it booked for years and years and years and years. I don't either. I feel like it's gonna have to be a one weekend out of the year where they do that cruise, and then the rest of the time is just a hotel. I agree. I think they're gonna have to be able to open it up because normal people like us can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, I personally would love to go in and, and at least look around. You know. Like we do the other resorts. That's just my two cents though. So Turning Red has arrived at Walt Disney Presents in Hollywood Studios for a limited amount of time. If you're going to be in Hollywood Studios, you can catch a sneak peek at the newest Disney movie, Turning Red. Banners and posters can be seen all throughout the park. And the Walt Disney Theater doors also have been transformed with the adorable character that we don't even know yet. You can watch this eight minute preview in preparation for the movie's release this Friday, March 11th on Disney Plus. So make sure you make a note of that this Friday, watch the preview, and then make plans to watch the movie and we'll talk about it with you next week. My girls really wanna watch this. They've seen the previews for it. I think I want to. It looks kind of neat. And the whole red panda is adorable. Giant red panda. It's going to be really cute. So I can't answer that specific question. I'm going back to the article from before because Sarah asked. I don't see where you can use it outside because it says specifically for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser guests. I I, I think that that's a bad thing too. I I just don't think that it's... (laughs) How many of those do you think you're actually going to sell? They're probably hoping that like people like spend the money to buy them, but then they don't use them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're buying the gift card, and then if you don't use it right that moment, <laughs> you're probably not going to go back there again. Right. Or what they're going to do is they're going to try and use it in the park, and they're going to be told they can't. Mm-hmm. That's going to be what happens. It's going to be bad. So maybe they'll let them use it in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That would be... That would be smart. But I couldn't find anything. I put it in the question a different ways and I skimmed some articles while you guys were chatting and I said- Okay, listeners, if anybody gets one of these, let us know if you can use it other places. Right. <laughs> or just before you buy it, ask. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, folks. I guess this is bound to happen. So yep. the rumor so the rumor is that Disney Plus will introduce an ad-supported subscription option in addition to the paid option without ads in the USA later this year. In a first for Disney's premier direct-to-consumer streaming service, they're going to expand this in late to 2022 with plans to do this internationally in 2023. So Disney Plus wants to broaden their audience by making a lower price point. Um, I feel like everyone I know already has Disney Plus, but... Me too. Disney is currently leading the market with quality and premium and ad experiences. The ad-supported offering is viewed as a building block in the company's path to achieving its long-term target of 230 to 260 million... I'm going to put my finger up there now million (laughs) subscribers by fiscal year 24 2024 if you didn't know what that 24 meant again this is a rumor at this time so we will keep you posted so i wonder if that's going to impact any of us that already have disney plus are we going to have to pick whether we want the ad or the ad free version if the price goes up for the ad free then i think you would have to make that choice again if they're just adding the ad version <laughs> that's a sounds weird um i tell you what though we don't have cable at our house we just we have a, a a satellite and so we pick up the local stations and then um we have disney plus and hulu and netflix and hbo max and when my kids have to watch cable at like grandparents houses they're like what are these things between the that are interrupting the show <laughs> that's what Kaylee was talking to somebody or one of her kids about something and she said that she's like they're just used to YouTube's or street or streaming services and I guess they must pay for um the ad free YouTube's at those kids houses because they mm-hmm. don't seem to know and I know that um I think we talked about this one time about hamburglar I always call it a hamburglar so on Mondays we have Papa John's Hamburglar and Sun Butter and Jelly is our choices. And I always say it, if I forget, the kids are like, you forgot. At the beginning of the year, I said it used to be a commercial. And one of the kids was like, it used to be a what? <laughs> and so I showed it to him. You know, we, um, most of the time the kids and I are watching streaming service. I mean, I'll, I even, <laughs> I know this is weird, but I even have streaming service where I can watch live TV and like watch my local news channel. And that's what I watch in the mornings out here. My husband's the only one that watches the cable. So maybe time to get rid of cable. I do like that my kids didn't like watch commercials for stuff, you know, and then say, I want that, you know. Right. Because it's what happens. Like we go to the beach every year with our family and all those beach houses have cable. Yes. And so, you know, they'll, we're at night, the TV's on and they're watching cartoons. And then here comes this commercial for this cheap plastic toy that they'll play with once and never use again. And, you know, I want that for Christmas. I want that for my birthday. I love you, children. You're asleep, I hope. But, um, yes, that's my children. I never thought about that. The commercials have really, yeah, lost their luster. Yeah, they're not. Like, you know, some of these commercials used to be funny. Every now and then you'll get a really good funny commercial. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, Brad likes the one with Jason Bateman, whatever one that is right now, where he's like goes back in time and he talks about how time has progressed or something. Every time it comes on, he laughs. And I'm just like, it's funny, but he's like, I just love Jason Bateman. Okay. 
just funny. Anyways, so the concept art was leaked for the delayed refurb or possible abandonment of Spaceship Earth and Epcot that happened today. Um, somebody found some footage, some video footage of what they were going to do to Spaceship Earth pre-pandemic. Because remember, it was supposed to close in like March or April, and then it didn't, and then they reopened and they were in the hole, so they just decided at the time they said postponing but they haven't talked about it in a really long time and i think it wasn't even mentioned at d23 so people are thinking that it's gone out the window but in this video you were able to see when the you know when the space vehicles go backwards or whatever you want to say the ride vehicles go backwards to descend back to earth there's like the earth is lit up and it's glowing and i know that it's been lit before but like it moves almost like it's um rotating on its axis or whatever mm -hmm. and you can see it as you're going and then you also have fiber optic forest of trees that you go through um, there was a 3d model showing when also when you're descending how those little uh, lights are above your head apparently those are going to be a rainbow of color or they were supposed to be a rainbow of colorful waves uh, so that it wasn't just lights. Although I like the little lights. That... I always thought it was supposed to look like stars. Stars. That's what mm -hmm. I thought. So, so colors don't, don't make sense to me in that aspect. Well, Unless they wanted to be more like galactic looking, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I haven't gone on and looked at the video. I was, you know, just reading articles. But yeah, I would encourage people to do that. And the but the video showed tons of colorful images. The only part that. Um, they had talked about that I remember us reporting on was the Egypt renderings and how they were going to um, light that up, kind of like they do the castle, only it was going to light up the Egypt part. So there were some really cool things in there. So if you get a chance, just jump on YouTube and put in there because I'm sure it's out there. Well, they need to fix the um, screen and some of the little ride vehicles or true because mm -hmm. mine, the, my kids sat by themselves and we sat together me and my husband and our screen didn't work and my husband was really bummed it does need updated some of the things need changed in it because they're obsolete anymore yeah so yeah it is funny when they're it's kind of like the same thing with carousel progress when you're going through and they're like now into our time or whatever and you're like this isn't what my family looks like when they're watching television and my tv doesn't look like that because <laughs> <laughs> i think it reminds me of um grown-ups when the kids are like dad what's this big box on the back of the television <laughs> um that's what i think of every time i see because that tv that's in that scene in spaceship earth looks like the tv that my grandparents had the one that sat on the floor yeah yeah my grandparents had one for like the longest time they finally just got rid of it actually a few years ago wow. i think my mom would still have hers if we didn't move from here but <laughs> she got rid of it when we moved to georgia um, so the Walt Disney Company participated in a question and answer session on Monday, March 7th at Morgan Stanley's 2022 Technology Media and Teleconference, um, or Telecom Conference. Disney's C uh, CFO, Christine McCarthy, was there to represent the company, and some of the things she said, I'm just not so sure about. <laughs> the first thing... I was excited about. Yes. Um, she mentioned that character meet and greets would soon be returning. That's huge. That's awesome. And that is something that guests have been asking for for a while. Right. Um, if you're not comfortable with it, then of course you can always bypass them. 
Um, but that was kind of something that the magic was missing for for a lot of people. Um, so those should be coming back and that's very exciting. This one got me though. She said that the Disney parks are never going to be as crowded as they have been in the past because before they were almost bursting at the seams. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I've been following closely. It's getting pretty bad again. Awful. It was crowded when we were there. In January. In January. I mean, and it's not crowded in January normally. The rides had hour-long waits. Like, we gave up. I mean, I have seen so many people say that. In, I mean, February. February is not normally super busy either, and they're like, it is worse than it has ever been before. So her saying that it's never going to be as crowded as in the past, I'm like, well, I'm calling your bluff there. What I don't understand is they're still not supposed to be at capacity, right? Right. Well, and that's what she was saying. She said Disney plans on managing it differently now that the reservation system's in place. She mentioned, oh, so that was, yes. She just says, we've got this reservation system and we won't be at capacity. I don't get it because it feels like it's at capacity. It feels almost back to normal. In a way that I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) I I know. It's, it gets, I mean, there were some places where I would say, I would say to my husband, I was like, I've got to, I have to move. I don't feel comfortable. I wish they would tighten it up a little bit, like bring the capacity back down just a little. Yeah. That was. It, it, it really messes with your guest experience. And I heard that from um, um, a friend, a friend of a friend who went recently and I think just in the last week or two, and they were there with their t- their twins, the twin kids, and um, she said it was so crowded that they would just leave every day and go back to the resort because it wasn't worth it to them and they couldn't get on anything. It, and they had Genie Plus too. See, and that's what we did pre-COVID because it was so crowded, right? That we would just, We'd go in the morning, ride what we could, and then it would start getting really, really packed about lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And we would go back to the resort, take naps, swim or whatever. And then after, you know, if we had dining reservations, we'd go back to the park and then we'd close out the park because people were leaving. Right. And that's where I have a problem with Genie Plus because with FastPass Plus, we could keep getting fast passes for the rides that we wanted to do because you could do the ride more than once. But right. with Genie Plus, once you do it, that's it. And then if it has an hour or more wait, my family's not going to wait for that. I don't know. Well, I think that's... they need to redo Genie Plus. They need to rethink this through. Mm-hmm. They do need some tweaking for sure. I just, this is sad because at the very beginning, Hollywood Studios was right up there with Magic Kingdom for our family. Honestly, I would miss a couple of the rides in there, but it was so, that was the park that got me. Like I was, and I'm not like that. I'm not a- Hollywood Studios? Yeah, I'm not like a person that gets claustrophobia, but- Hollywood Studios has been the, was the worst when we were there. Yes. That's what I'm hearing from everybody that goes. Yeah. It's just like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. The other fun thing that she mentioned, and by fun, I'm totally being sarcastic (laughs) with that. In case you didn't Um, get that. (laughs) She said that Disney was going to reduce some food portion sizes to help increase their profits. 
Is this the same <laughs> lady or somebody said something about it would be good for everyone's health to reduce portion sizes? Does anyone know? Now I do. Okay, here's here's what I see happening. Okay, I think the f- food portion size coming down is good in general, just because a lot of the portions are huge, you know. But here's the thing: they're going to do smaller portions, but they're not going to bring the cost down. The costs oh, are still going to be the size that it was. Right. Oh, here it is. I found it. See, and I don't like them decreasing. Um, the food portion sizes because we split a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she said in another call at some point, this is her quote, just last week I was talking to our park senior team about things we could do there. And there are a lot of things that are worth talking about. You know, we can adjust suppliers, we can substitute products, we can cut portion size, which is probably good for some people's waistlines. Ouch. <laughs> Ooh. The same lady. I was like, even if it's true, you can't say that. Right, and for (laughs) real, it's really none of her business. If I want to overeat, I'm going to overeat. But yeah, it it was the same lady. Wow. I guess she cleaned it up for this Q&A. Yeah, there's some (laughs) things you should keep to yourself. No doubt. Yeah. Do you remember the Stitch Crashes the Disney movie collection? That was back in 2021. Um. I love these things. I think these are awesome. But anyway, you remember how they didn't finish them, that there was still a bunch missing? And they just moved on to the next one? Right. So they're coming back. They're going to finish it out. Stitch crashes Peter Pan and Stitch crashes Pocahontas has arrived at Disney World. I'm excited about these. I love the Pocahontas ones. This is These are my favorites. Um, you can have one for just $29.99. So Peter Pan Stitch is mostly green with shadows of Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, and it kind of looks like a map. Um, the inside of Stitch's ears are yellow, and on the right ear, there is an embroidered Tinkerbell blowing pixie dust, and Stitch has pixie wings made of tulle. The Pocahontas stitch is pink and looks like the song Colors of the Wind. It is a little hard to describe, but it is absolutely adorable. I I like them all, okay? I stitch fan here. I like them all. <laughs> oh, I think they're cute. I just was looking at the Colors of the Wind and I'm like, I love that one. That one's no, my favorite. It, it is really cute, but I'm like, how do you describe this? <laughs> Colors of the wind. That's how you describe it. I looked at the Peter Pan one. Now I'm looking at the. Oh. I thought the Peter Pan one was really kind of cute. I the Pocahontas is my favorite out of all of them, even the old ones. Really, it's my favorite. I liked the Pinocchio one when it came out. Well, that one's cute too. The Pocahontas one is like a pink, and it looks like, you know, when she's singing that song and everything's blowing all over. That's what. It, that's what it looks like. I'll have to go with the Peter Pan one because I just like Peter Pan. Marvel announced an Alligator Loki series on Monday. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is just for you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, The first issue called Family Bonding is released March 11th, 2022. The description says Alligator Loki and Thor get to know one another 
at an Asgardian amusement park. <laughs> it will be available on Marvel.com. For those who have watched Loki, um, what are your thoughts on this? Have, has anyone here watched Loki? Okay. Nope. Nope. Sorry. I was reading this and I immediately <laughs> thought of you because you, okay. you and Joey were talking Marvel. But I was like, we need a cartoon? Why do we need a cartoon? Because aren't they bringing... Yeah, we just reported that they're going to have the second uh, season of Loki. Well, it sounds like it's going to be on a website, not Disney Plus or anything. True. So I, I think this is somebody's little pet project that is just going to be fun and cute. And um, Alligator Loki's kind of fun, so Alligator why not? Loki does not... He looks a little scary. <laughs> If yes. you've not seen him already, definitely a little scary. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you guys for doing this up and down. It kind of was a roller coaster of news this time. Hopefully, there was something good to the listeners enjoyed. If, not, if nothing else, the banter that we had between us as we all discussed some of the crazy things that are going on. Um, if you have a question or a comment, or you'd like to be a guest on our show, you can email us at mousepadespodcast at gmail.com, or you can text us at 636 395 0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us, Sarah, Gina, Stephanie, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544, or email us at yourstorytravel.com. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your resort and ticket package reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Kaylee is going to be hosting the show and interviewing Vicki's mom, Kathy, about her very first Disney trip this past Christmas. You won't want to miss it. Even Vicki is looking forward to hearing her mom's thoughts. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>